0: This is your
1: number one. Why do you think this quote
2: na woman they drive? Why do you think it is an unspoken rule? Another perspective is that I feel it comes from the place of lack of patience. It's
3: just the societal way that people have already believed women to be like already. The are many times that women drive way way better than men.
1: I want us to separate this superiority thing that you're talking about.
3: Men are always
1: in the face to bypass rules while women will always want to follow rules
3: if you're learning how to drive, you're expected to get your learner's permit, which will cover you for a period of three months. Flick Play is the latest feature on the Flickro app. We thought that, okay, users should be able to score points when they use a particular service or a particular feature. Most of the times, when I see them tow these vehicles, they use very strong groups.
0: You're listening to only the best... Automotive Podcaster Mindjera.
3: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of our Twitter space. Um, Today, we have a, a certified automobile engineer, and who is also a mechanical engineer and who also has, like, you know, years of experience in working as a mechanical engineer under his belt. Mr. Wan John is is a certified automobile engineer, and he also has, like, years of experience um, managing cars. And, you know, so he has that wealth of experience, which he'll be sharing with us today. So I'm just going to go into the first question. Um, Sir, please share a checklist of essential inspections for a used car that buyers should be aware of.
1: Okay. Um, good evening, good evening, everybody. Sorry, please don't mind my voice. I'm I'm very very tired right now. So, Probably. um, when I hope everybody can I hope I hope I'm loud and clear.
3: Yes, yes. Okay.
1: So, when looking out for a car to buy, um, most people fall victims of um, circumstances when it has to do with. Um, Nigerian used cars which of course is more affordable when it comes to prices but again um, the people that fall victims of um, circumstances when it comes to foreign used cars they learn and regret more than the people that buy Nigerian used cars mm-hmm. so I will, um, I will start with um the body and the chassis of the vehicle now depending on the price the dealer or the seller tells you in most cases the body of the vehicle um reasonably to an extent does not it matters but it's something that can be fixed if you get or have um a very good um, mechanic or panel beater that can help you look out for it. When it comes to the body of the car, you have to look out for the the anti-rust. That you look out for whether uh, when the car was shipped in, whether water, sea water, there's this salt level that affects the chassis of the car whether the chassis is very, very weak or the chassis is okay. Now, let me say something. Everybody looks out for first body. Is it first body? Is it first body? Um, This is a secret I would like everybody to know. You cannot... It is very, very hard. You can, actually. But it is very, very hard for you to get a first-body car, a car that, like, as it is coming from the company, they've never worked or done anything on the chassis. It is very, very hard, even foreign-used cars. When those cars get to Nigeria, um, even before it gets to Nigeria, they, there's a way, It's just that they, they, are, they are more like perfectionists over there. There's a way they have worked on the chassis and they have um, painted it that you will not know. So, there are certain places that once you hit physically, it gives you different sound on the chassis. You'll be able to know how strong and um, how, how would I put it now? You'll be able to know how strong and how fit the chassis of the body is. But if you and the places to hit a the fender, the bonnet, the roof, then the rear, the rear fenders too, especially, then the back bumper, innermost, inner, in the the inner part of the back bumper, that's what um um that's like that's like a place that is very very hidden. So no matter how neat or perfect the car is. You need to look out for how strong the chassis is. Then, when you open the the bonnet, you have to be a specialist to be able to know um, or find out um, these lists I'm about to say. You need to be you need to be an expert to be able to know when you open the bonnet, irrespective of the car irrespective of the model, irrespective of the manufacturer. There's a place we call cover chain and top cylinder. Look out for traces of gum. Traces of gum, you might not easily know because when it comes to Nigerian cars, there's a way they make it so perfect that you will not even, um, you might not even suspect. Now, if there are, now, there is, uh, there are foreign-used gums and there are Nigerian-used gums. For example, if I were to do, if I were to do a properties inspection, I will know if the car was repaired or fixed in Nigeria or it was fixed before it was brought here. But when you look out for gums, that's to actually show that the car has not been overhauled before. If the car has been overhauled before, for them to remove the cover chain and the top cylinder, it's either they have done a complete overhauling, which actually has to do with rings, um, metals, crankshafts, or top cylinder gaskets. Now, this will make you ask questions from the dealer. When you ask questions from the dealer, why was this car overhauled? It will give you and enable you have a very good history of what you are about to spend money on. If it is just top cylinder gasket, you need to ask again, why? It might be a repeated and um, recurring issue with the car, with the top cylinder, overheating issue, because not everybody actually knows how to fix the faults or fix permanently, default of a um, top cylinder gasket issues, overheating issues now you also need to put into consideration why the owner of the car is selling they might be selling because they are tired of visiting mechanics and they try to package the car, they can package the car so well, make it look so good, but immediately you pay for a car, especially in Nigeria, it is hard for you to get your money back if it is a recurring over, um, if, it's a, if it's a recurring overeating issue, I think outrightly. Well, you may not know, but I think if the dealer starts to stammer, stammer while answering, or the owner of the car starts to stammer while giving you a response, I think it is a no, no, for you. Because there's tendency that the cylinder, um, that's the, the engine block must have been affected. There's a place between the cylinder and the engine block that the gasket lays. When that surface is affected, the gasket will not be able to lay very, very well. So no matter how new or original or genuine that gasket is, once you fix it, there's no how. It will always keep, um, allowing oil and water to mix. There's also a place in the cylinder block. There's a, there there are two there are two um, there are two there are two holes vacuums that allows engine oil and water in, uh, intermittent, um, intermittently they flow, but they don't mix. That's the work of the gasket. But no matter no matter how good that gasket is, if the engine oil and water have opportunity to meet. You will keep experiencing continuous overeating issues. That's um, that's with the um, the gum and um, what I said. Then gearbox, you should test drive. If it is an automatic transmission system, test drive in a way you can at least. Drive for about ten to fifteen minutes non-stop. That will enable you to know um, the the way the gear selects the transmission system, the way it selects. Now, for any run for any normal car, the least you can get for your transmission system is um, five um, five transmission systems. You might not notice the first gear to the second gear. That's one to two. But there's a way the engine sound changes when the gear selects automatically. Make sure that when you're test driving, at least the engine of that gear changes about four to five times. And they should not be on a steady drive. They should not be within the range of 10, 10 to 12 seconds. 10 to 12 seconds. There is a way they package transmission systems now, especially people that use Asian products. I think, uh, yeah, Asian products. is very noticeable in German products. Very noticeable in German products. In fact, before you test drive in like um, 30 seconds, you already know that the transmission system has it used. Now, there's a way these dealers and mechanics package cars now that... They change and transform thirteen pins to ten pins, and um, the gear system will select where when you are uh, when you are test driving. But after about one or two months of consistent driving, you start having transmission issues. When you start having transmission issues, you've already paid for the car. You are on your own. You need to get. Um, in fact, you can hardly get a very good um, just specialist. I'm this kind of person that I don't like to. I don't like to repair transmission systems. I just replace. Um, vehicle identification number is very very important when you're buying a car, and um, especially in Nigeria, um, you need to be careful when. Buying um, a foreign used car or a Nigerian used car, and that's because um, you don't want to fall victim of you don't want to fall victim of buying a stolen vehicle. Now, the essence of um, going through the vehicle identification number is one. There's a way you can check online the history of that car. There are so many sites, for example, there are so many sites that um, I log into that I pay for to know the history of the car. So no matter how well they package a the car as a foreign-used car, no matter how neat it is, I go through the I use the vehicle identification number to check the history of that car. It will bring out pictures, it will bring out how many people have actually used. Um, or bought that car, it will bring out the mileage. Now, 70% of imported cars into Nigeria, once it gets into Nigeria, the first thing they do is to tamper with the mileage. There's a way someone like me knows, there's a certain amount dealers pay for them to tamper. They reduce that mileage. They reduce the mileage. The vehicle identification number will tell you the mileage at which that car was sold. The last person that bought it, the mileage at which it was sold. Then, most people that import cars, they import accidented cars, but the accident might be very, very minimal. The accident might be very, very minimal and it's something that when it gets to Nigeria, it can be fixed. But uh, most Nigerian people, when they want to buy cars, they tell you they want accident-free, they want first body, they want this. It is a lie. They will package that car for you so much that the things I look out for, When I go for pre-purchase inspection and I go through the the VIN and I check the history of the car, I will recommend if the accident is by the side, either fender, door, boot. But if it's an add-on collision, if it's an add-on collision, there are chances that um, you are going to have uh, futuristic problems. Because an head-on collision accident must have affected the, um, the radiator, the condenser, the bumper, the windscreen, and some electrical systems. Now, it can be fixed, but how well was it fixed? There are so many imported cars that I have seen that people have bought, not that I inspected, that people have bought, and I even saw some errors in the way they did the wiring systems for head on collisions, especially the airbag. The car uses, your car uses about five or six different airbags. There's one in the steering, there's one on the dashboard, and there are different airbags on the, um, the seat belt, the seat belt carriers, seatbelt carriers, the different airbag systems there. So coming to Nigeria now with the vehicle identification number, there's A way I run my own background checkups, I also check so when I charge for pre uh, purchase inspections, there's a way I run and pay for background checkups to know um, if the car has if you are buying a registered, um, if you are buying a foreign used car, I run background checkups on the VIN. Where we well, check, which takes me to my um, let me say the fifth thing I was going to talk about concerning pre-purchase inspections. I run background checkups and once I send that vehicle identification number to the right agency, they tell me whether it has been registered or not. I've gone for pre-purchase inspections before that the the the, the client was even ready to pay. But when I ran background checkup, as a foreign-used car, it brought out the name of a person in Calabar. I inspected that car in the bottom. Now, the way they package that car and everything, in fact, you will think that... In fact, because when I even saw the front of the bumper, I didn't even see traces that they had installed um, number plates there. Because I'm, I'm very, 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 very careful. I'm, I'm the kind of person that when i when i go when i go when i go to when i go for pre-purchase inspections there are things that you will not even imagine that i will look for and look at so i was expecting that okay since it's not a number um, since it's not a nigerian used car then um i shouldn't see any traces of them putting screw or bolts to tie number plates it was so perfect but when i ran background checkup I saw that the number had been registered, that, that particular car had been registered before in Calabar. I condemned that car immediately because even if the person buys it, the person will eventually have police issues. You never can tell if it's a stolen vehicle. You never can tell if it was sold without permission. Yeah, that's another thing. I think the sixth thing I was going to talk about. When you are buying cars especially a Nigerian-used car, check the vehicle document. There is a place where they put phone number of the person that registered that car first. That's the first person that registered that car. Call that number. Even if the person had sold the car before, the person will be able to tell you that, yes, he or she Actually sold is or a car. In a situation where you cannot get through to that number on the vehicle document, ask for the owner of the car, like because dealers um have had a series of issues. Though thank God I've not been able to fall victim of um, stolen vehicles with police or anything, but I've had um, so many circumstances where I had to intervene, and even policemen in, um, they, they they involve me and call me to hear or seek my opinion because um, so many stolen vehicles, so many stolen vehicles that they package for innocent people, and they don't know innocent people. There was a car that came from, I think, Kano or Kaduna. The person bought it from here in Osogbo, and eventually, the owner of the car did not know that it was his younger brother that sold the car. The person is not in Nigeria, so all vehicle documents, everything. But when it comes to Nigerian police, the person buying, the person selling, the person that linked you up, everybody, police will carry everybody so verify very well with the number on the vehicle uh, the vehicle license verify very well that yes you are buying a very very legit car inscriptions there are people that like to engrave their cars They like to engrave their cars. The number they they like to engrave the number plate on the windscreen, the front and rear windscreen, side mirror, chassis, and everything. If the engraved number on the body of the car is different from the number, the uh, is different from the number plate. Run now. I think about 10, 15 years ago, when the Nigerian government um, changed from the old number plates for people to start registering with the new uh, number plates, people had issues. But there's always a police report to back up. If you don't find that police report, even if you find that police report, go to the nearest police station and find out. Because you might be buying... A stolen vehicle innocently but when it comes under the law you are guilty you're very guilty so there's more to buying cars than there's more to buying cars than just engine and gear you test drive everything is okay no there is more to that now make sure that when you're buying a car, Your environment, southwest, southeast, northeast, anything. Make sure that the spare parts are readily available. Don't buy a car because you like a car. Buy a car because you can easily maintain that car. For example, you let me okay. I mean I'm in Oshobo, I'm based in Oshobo right now, and you buy. A 2020 Mercedes-Benz hybrid in Oshobo. Even if you call me, I can only guide you. I don't do hybrid cars. They're highly electric, um, highly electrical cars, you know. Then German products, German products are very, very technical and complicated. In this area, even anywhere, the spare part of a 2020 Mercedes-Benz is not readily available in the market for now. So if you, for example, have any issue or any slight accident and you need to replace parts, it's going to be very, very difficult for you. Also make sure you do feasibility studies in your environment to make sure that there are car specialists that know about the particular brand of car you want to buy it is very 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 important I know that um, Asian products are are well to Asian products are very easy to maintain I know that um, French products too a few of American products too are easy to maintain but they have um, electrical issues but make sure that you do feasibility studies about the particular type of car you are about to, um, to buy then also make sure that you can test drive that car for uh. okay
2: sorry I, I have a very quick question uh, all right, all right go. please go ahead okay so um my one of my friends bought bought um i think a Lexus RS and uh, 2011, yeah. So I think I followed him, and um, the when we when I saw the mileage of the car, I think it was it was around um, 87, 87, 000. yeah. And I think we run some VIN check to, on that car just to be sure there is not a damaged car, you know, because even before we saw that one. All the one that we going not even check on, it was uh, just showing damage, damage. Some uh, the they've changed, so I understand what you are even saying correct, co- correctly. So I want to ask: Is it because sometimes I always look at the, I always compare the year that we are right now to the year that the car was manufactured, and I compare even in my head manually, like to to say this is not possible this car to be like uh, maybe fifty thousand mileage or 80 so do you think that that's a car elixus of um of that year 2011 at 87 mileage do you think uh might have been tampered with and uh, how do you think as a, as a as a commoner like us that we don't know about car, how can we how can we um uh, know about uh, how can we dictate if a mileage has been tampered with, and uh, lastly, thank you for your job well do. I think I will try I to patronize you immediately after this call. You know, so those are my thoughts. All right. Um, let me
1: answer. Firstly, a 2011 car is 12 years old already. It's not possible for a 12 years old car. A 12 year old car to be under 100,000 kilometers of mileage. No. 87,
2: 87. I mean,
1: yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not possible for it to be under 100,000. It's not possible for it not to have covered over 100,000. That's what I'm trying to say. You said 87. You understand? Because even, a 10, even 5, 6, 7-year cars, they've already covered about one fifty, two hundred thousand. 200,000 you get so um there's a way they do it electronically there's a machine there's there's a machine um specifically made to be able to adjust mileage now you can confirm online if you confirm online it depends on the site and how much you pay for you to be able to get the actual um History of a car, you might not be able to get the actual history, even if you just go online randomly, you go to vin check, you go to some sites. There is um, there are minimal information they can give to you. You know, someone like me personally, there's a way, there's a way I know, even if the mileage has been tampered with. If they reduce it by just let me say thirty to forty or fifty kilometers, um, it might still be fine by me. But if they reduce it uh, more than about hundred to one hundred fifty kilometers, that means the the engine, the lifespan of the engine is already wearing off, and also. If it is in Nigeria, they might have changed that engine. They might have replaced that engine and you don't know. That is why if it is very difficult, I can, I can cope with chassis number. But if it is very difficult for me to get the engine number of a car, if it is difficult for me to get the engine number of a car, to try and run some history with it, it's always very difficult for me to recommend that car whether they change it or not, whether they change that engine or not, no engine that they will change that will not come with um, um, an engine number. The engine number, two it's, it's part of what I forgot to say. Engine number, two, even if you own a car or you're just buying a car or anything, if you're changing engine number, it must come with a police report that, yes, you, so, 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 you are the owner of so 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 car with chassis number so 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 you live in so 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 but your engine had issues and your your the your former engine number is so 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 and you just bought this new engine with number so 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 because if with the people that when they steal when they steal cars now they don't sell cars holistically again they butcher it they butcher cars now. They don't, so it's very difficult for you to even find your car if it's stolen now. So imagine that it's a stolen vehicle, and they sell the engine of a stolen vehicle to you, and they've already passed memo. And if it's those policemen that are busy or the expressway or a particular police checkpoint in um, Ikiri along ibadon um, Ife road, and they, the, the 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 stolen engine corresponds with. The one they've been looking for. There's no way you can buy yourself out of it. So back to your back to your question, I think you should just get a very good and reliable um, um, mechanic to help you run good and pre, um, a, a good pre-purchase inspection. He will be able to guide you aright. Eighty-seven thousand kilometers on the mileage reading of a two thousand and eleven car which is about um, 12, 12 or 13 years old car now, is likely not feasible, you know. But um, if they if they have reduced it, it might not be too much, you know. But there's, there's a way we detect it. It doesn't make the engine or the car bad, no. It's just the distance it has covered. And you know, most of the reasons they... They they even they they, they they even adjust that mileage from the seaport to I mean from the port before they import it to because the lower the mileage of a car, the more expensive it is, the more valuable it is, the more the mileage, the lower the price. You understand? But there's a way we find out. I hope I hope I've been able to answer your question.
4: All right, thank you very much, Mr. Wanjon. Uh, before I bring DevOps God to ask his question, I just need to put it out there that um, Flico offers a very, very, um, a very, very reasonable charge for mileage check. So, if you want to check the mileage for your vehicle, we offer it. So, you can just check our website at flico.com. So, we, we do that, it's one of the services That's we fine. offer. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. Um, so, um, DevOps God, you can ask your question now. Thank you. Hi, good evening, guys.
1: Hi, good evening.
4: Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for taking your time to explain a lot of things for us here. I really, we really appreciate it. Okay, sir. So, uh, I saw there was a time there was this thread on Twitter here where, you know, people are talking about cola being very economical in, in Nigeria here. Yeah. Then I think somebody now brought in an argument about uh, Volvo. Being a very good car and the parts are reliable, relatively cheap, and all of that. I don't know. Can you chip in one or two about it based on your experience? What can you say about Volvo as a car and using it in Nigeria here?
1: Okay, um, one thing about uh Volvo cars is that this the specialists about Volvo cars are not um. They are no much. The spare parts are not um, readily available. Volvo is a, I think it's a Swedish, it's a Swedish company. Uh, yeah, Volvo is from Sweden, and um, it's one of the um, European companies that um, that uh, we hardly get their spare parts in Nigeria. Toyota okay. is from um, Asia and um, is widely used here, and um, they really uh, the parts are um, readily available. So, if I were to advise someone that likes Volvo and Toyota and is indifferent about which one to select, I would go for Toyota, Honda, Kia, Lexus, Mitsubishi, Nissan, because you can easily find those parts here. Now, when it comes to consumption of fuel, consumption of fuel in cars is very relative. Um, I knew about Volvo. There was a Volvo I actually refurbished from Akura about um, last month or two months ago. I drove that car while test driving. The fuel consumption was very, very minimal. Almost the same with. Toyota Corolla because when I test drive I test drive cars for about I buy fuel in the car personally by myself so that when I deliver I make sure the owner does not have any issue so I test drove the car for about over one hour almost one and a half hours and um, I could compare the 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 consumption of the fuel with Corolla you know it was almost the same thing But for consumption, also determine. I mean, it depends on the number of um, cylinders you have. It depends on the number of cylinders you have. It depends on how well you accelerate. It depends on how much load you have on the car. It depends on how heavy the chassis of the car is. It depends on how good. It depends on how good. It depends on how good your tires are. It depends on how well you know how to apply brakes you know um there are so many cars that people think that even toyota corolla products now are the most efficient when it comes to consumption of fuels but there are so many hyundai cars now hyundai hyundai is also a luxury product of care there are so many hyundai cars now that are even more fuel economical than um toyota products you know so Comparing Volvo and um, comparing Volvo and um, Toyota, it's, it's somehow it just depends on the product and the type of car. But again, it depends on your choice. There's no car that can do without fuel. There's no car that can do without fuel. It just depends on how well you drive and how well you maintain that car. All
4: right. Thank you very much, Mr. Wanjon. I want to believe that was a very, very, um, that was a very, very adequate response for DevOps God. Um On that premise, I'm going to bring Ayobami up to ask his own question. So please, you can go right ahead.
5: Yeah, good evening, everyone. It's quite a very informative um, session here. But I would like um, Mr. Wanjon, right, to in one or two things about um, hybrid vehicles you know i mean whether we like it or not we are not going to buy for i mean the same price we used to buy which is obvious so sometimes as as car dealers it's always very difficult when you have a hybrid vehicle or a v6 engine and very a car to sell in nigeria you know people hardly go for these types of engine particularly a honda car that is v6 they'll tell you know it's it's not economical it consumes far too much and if you tell them to go for hybrid vehicles i mean the toyota Prius, the highlander hybrid and the Camry hybrid they'll probably tell you that no because it's so difficult to maintain we don't get to see the the hybrid batteries and these and that you know some flimsy excuses so i probably would like um Mr. One to say one or two to chip in, one or two as I mean someone who is well experienced in in car dealerships. So <clears throat> I would like to have one or two cents on hybrid vehicles and V6 engines. Thank you. All
1: right, thank you. You see, eh, make I don't lie you, make I come out straight to you. Um, I think you say you're a car dealer, Baba. I no lie you. If you dey buy hybrid vehicle for Nigeria, now like they say, you ready? Go rent one-room apartment with your mechanic. I will tell you a reason. Hybrid vehicles are good, but they're not so easy to maintain. And it is because of this part of the world. How an hybrid vehicle functions is very, very simple. It stores energy. It stores energy. It is the energy stored that allows the car to function internal combustion is not so readily functional in hybrid vehicles in fact with about 2 or 3 liters you can cover you can cover a distance you can cover about uh, you can drive for as long as about 45 minutes to 1 hour with an hybrid car why it is the gear it is the gear that pushes the engine unlike other normal cars that use petrol that the engine actually functions well based on um, the performance of the gear, but in hybrid in hybrid vehicles, it is the battery. You see those batteries. For example, that Toyota Prius you mentioned. If you see the boot of a Toyota Prius and you know the amount of batteries that are there, it is those it is those batteries that power those um, that powers the gearbox. That makes the engine functional. So, whether in fact, even if if your tank is on empty with an hybrid car, you can still move minimally. It's more like um, an electric system. That's why it is going to be very difficult for electric cars to actually function in Nigeria because the parts are not readily available, and the experts, the people that can work and fix those cars. They are very limited. They are available. For example, I know about hybrid cars. In fact, one of the things I learned while I was with my boss, we once converted a Toyota Prius from hybrid to normal petrol. It took us two and a half years. took us two and a half years because my boss actually bought that car. It was after he bought that car. That he decided to give his wife when he gave his wife he started giving issues then we started the experiment on it we change the engine the electrical system we tried this one today we abandoned we continue and everything so you don't blame don't blame um, people when they reject hybrid cars sometimes too I don't the reason I don't recommend hybrid cars is because I don't work on hybrid cars I know about it but you need If you are going to drive or use an hybrid car in Nigeria, you need a rewire that can assure you that. Just like when you are married, if your wife or husband tells you that, babe, I will be there for you any day, any time, till death do us part, that is the agreement you need to have with your rewire in Nigeria to use an hybrid car. Once you have that assurance, um, if it's just battery, no problem. But the moment it starts getting to some other electrical panels, you know, hybrid cars, they just store energy, it's the energy they store that they keep using. Then about V6 engines, V6 engines are actually very good. They are, they are good cars. Um, it's just that a straight engine, a straight engine that has four plugs and four cylinders, will consume less fuel than a V6 engine. Just like a V6 engine will consume less fuel than a V8, V8 will consume less fuel than V12. And also, there's a mistake most people make. Um, There's nothing like V4. There's nothing like V4. You only have a straight engine. Straight engine. That's four plugs, four-cylinder engine. The V, why they call it V6, is because when you open the car, if you open your bonnet, it is a V-shaped I mean it is a V shape. So the V, there's three cylinder on one side, there's three cylinder on another side. It can be by the side, it can be front or back, but it's usually V-shaped. Same with V12, same with V8, but there's nothing like V4. You only have straight engine or four-cylinder engine. So I I hope in my own little way I've been able to tell you about um, hybrid cars. Hybrid cars are good, but they are very much better in advanced countries because the spare parts are readily available. They have experts. They have technicians that no matter what, they can attend to you easily. It's always easier to fix abroad than in Nigeria. You understand? Thank you
4: uh thank you very much mr Wanjon. i i genuinely appreciate how abundant your responses are it's very very insightful uh engineer or chef we can have you now
1: okay thank good minute, Uh, mr Waju, please i just have a uh a, a quick question just concerning my uh, under code which has been giving me some kind of issue or the past two weeks, whenever I, whenever I'm, I'm driving, when I make use of the AC, probably for like one two hours, after I park, let's say like, uh, for another five minutes, I want to move out and start the the car. It's always refuses to start until I allow the engine to cool for about thirty minutes before it starts. I just want to know what could be the the, the actual problem. With it, okay, all right. So, um, your issue, it, it uh, your issue has nothing to do with the AC. It has nothing to do with the AC. Under Accord, there's, um <clears throat> there's a sen- what? Sorry, what year of the Under Accord? What type of Under Accord? What model?
0: Ego
1: Spirit 08. Ego Spirit. Uh, is it a V six or a four uh, cylinder? V six. six. V six. There's a place. In, there's a place in the middle of your engine. There's a sensor there, knock sensor. It works with high starting. Check that sensor. That is what is causing the high starting. Knock, sensor. knock, knock. Yes, okay. knock. Okay, so okay, when you if you scan okay. that car, I'm about sixty to seventy percent sure that it will bring out that knock sensor as a fault. So just replace okay. it, or maybe the wire or the um, or the wires connecting that sensor is actually faulty. So the issue you have is actually high starting. Not that it's because okay, you've been using AC or this thing. No, it's i starting nature you have. Okay, yeah.
4: sir. Okay, I
3: really You're welcome,
1: that.
4: sir. Thank you, sir. All right. So, um, our final question for this um space, um, so we can have Mister One go and rest. All right. So, um, Obey, you can um ask your question.
0: Okay, yeah, thank you. Uh, Mine is not really a question, se. I just wanted to contribute to what uh, Mr. Wanjong said, especially when, um, in response to that um, Volvo guy. Um, I just wanted to quickly say, um, I think maybe he just uh, left this out. just wanted to quickly say that fuel consumption depends uh, on a number of things. Like um, a car that has um, 2.4 liter and a car, a, a car with an engine size of 2.4 liter, and a car with engine size of 1.6 liter, a car with engine size of 1.8 liter, there's no way the fuel consumption will be the same. So that's why when some people say, ah, and Toyota and Honda, they drink for a pass Toyota. Toyota, they drink for a pass. Mm-mm. It doesn't really work that way. Like a Corolla, you see these um, cars like Corolla City, uh, sorry, Corolla. Um, a Corolla equivalent in Honda is Civic then um, cities equivalent in uh, um in toyota is a uh, yaris and hyundai is uh, a So cars have 1.6 liters each then corollas usually have 1.8 liter engine though the modern ones um uh the the modern ones have 1. 1.6 liters or something then i think the more modern the car is the more recent the car is the 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 uh, the, the better the fuel efficiency, because most of the, I think these cars are made very, to be very very light these days. So when these cars are when the car is very light, I mean, it's definitely going to consume less fuel. So it, and I, I think, it cuts across all brands. They all have their their um, models for different functions. Like Camry is a, is a like um, a, a medium medium sedan car. Same with Accord. But you see Avalon. Avalon is a luxury brand. Just the same thing with Hyundai. You see, Hyundai, uh, what's it called? um, Elantra. Elantra has the same for Camry, But you see Sonata, Hyundai differences so I also mentioned about um, acceleration that is that thing is very correct you see when some people want when some people are moving they just match the accelerator like from gear to move to gear five at this at once meanwhile if you're move from gear one to two three four five just allow the car to move its own but when you just Move, targeting immediate power. That's immediate power you are expecting the car to give you. We also, it will drag fuel. So that, these are little things some people don't understand. So that's just what I wanted to add. Thank you.
4: All right. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Manjo, go ahead quiet, go All right.
1: Um, thank you. Yeah. yeah um, the last speaker has spoken very, very well. But um, when making comparisons about cars, don't make comparisons based on brands. No. There are so many different brands of cars that use the same type of engine. For example, you were saying Avalon, Camry. <laughs> a Toyota a Toyota Camry 2010 uses the same engine with a Toyota uh, Avalon 2008. They used two GR engines together, even Lexus. Same thing with some Honda and Acura. Same thing with some Volvo cars. Same thing with some even Hyundai cars that you just mentioned. There are so many Sonata cars that use the same engine with... Um, um, so many Hyundai Sonata cars that use um, the same type of engine with um, Santa Fe and some other products. It was very fine when you limited it to... Um, the capacity of the engine, 1.8, 1.6, you know. Um, it can be very relative. It can be very relative. It's very difficult to compare um, brands of cars relating to how they consume four. But I would just like to limit it to... I would just like to limit it to how you drive and how you maintain the car. Like yesterday, I was so confident of taking up a challenge with someone with a V6 engine. In fact, I said any V6 car. Because I was so certain of what I was saying. There were so many people that came with so many controversies and counter opinions and everything. But I was so sure and confident of what I was saying with the V6 car. You know. Now, it now depends, it depends on the type of car and how you drive solely. Then the capacity of the engine, too, like you rightly said, the capacity, the horsepower. Like you rightly said, it depends too. But thank you. I've learned one of two things from um what you said. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. All
4: right. Thank you, Mr. One Please Thank you for the insightful and very, very um insightful um information you shared with us and your very very vast knowledge. We appreciate and we also look forward to having you on other sessions. No problem. Like I mentioned. No problem. Thank you so, so much. Thank it's you a so very much uh, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, everyone else, for um, joining us um, in this space. Uh, we remain Flickwheel, your number one um, automotive um, company. You can follow us on Instagram at Flickwheel. You can follow us on Twitter at That Car Fixer. Uh, you can also look at our website to look at all the varying automotive services that we offer Trust me, we offer very, very good services efficiently. So Um, uh, at this point, we we say goodbye to one another until we meet again on another very, very insightful space. Thank you and have a great weekend. Thank you.
1: Bye-bye.
4: Bye.